Welcome to Calvary Albuquerque. We pursue the God who is passionately pursuing a lost world. We do this with one another. Through worship, by the word, to the world. Happy 3rd of July. Happy 4th of July. Hey, we're going to be sharing just for a few minutes out of the word. I'm going to ask everyone who's walking around and talking to just sort of find a space, find a place, settle down for a few minutes. We're going to have plenty of time to party on, watch fireworks, eat food, hang out, be together, make noise. But uh, let's just let's uh, calm our hearts, still our bodies. And focus our minds on what the Lord has to share with us in his word. Um, I want to begin uh, tonight by making an announcement, a freedom announcement. And that is a, a freedom, uh, financial freedom announcement. I hold in my uh, hand a letter from the bank that says, as of the last part of May, we have paid off this property. So uh, just just to kind of give you uh, bring you up to date on this, up to speed. A few years ago, we made a commitment, and we shared it with you that we were going to try as quick as we can. We hate debt, and um, we thought it would be great to be able to pass on to the next generation a debt-free piece of property instead of encumbering the next generation with all sorts of debt. We thought that we would suggest this would be a good model for our government to follow, but I don't know if they're going to listen to that. So anyway, uh, it's not that we have no debts, but this building is paid off. That means you, you, all of the property that you're occupying has been paid off. We're debt free. And what we've done over the last few years in the past is to um, tighten the belt and keep very tight budgets and be very careful how we expand. We, definitely want to expand and do more ministry and reach more people. There's still millions of people out there who don't know Christ. And uh, we need to think of ways and spend money to reach them for Christ. So we're all about doing that. But now that this is done and we have like put on hold the roof that has leaks, the parking lots that's aging, the carpet that looks really gnarly, and uh, things like an HD system to get the the message out, better quality. Now all of those things we can tackle and we can pay for it as we go. We can pay for it cash instead of taking out loans and paying interest. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. Good job to you. Thank you, Lord. And then I want to share with you out of Galatians an encouragement, an encouragement to freedom. One verse. It's in Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read it to you. Paul writes, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. That's the encouragement Paul gives toward a life of freedom. And if you know anything about the Bible, you know that the Bible has a recurrent theme of freedom. Liberty. Uh, It was Paul the Apostle in Romans who said that we are set free from sin 
and have become slaves of Jesus Christ. Your past life is that you are a slave to sin. If you know Jesus Christ tonight, and I hope you know him really, I hope you really have a relationship with him, then you are freed from that past life and you have become a slave to Jesus Christ. That's how you get your freedom, by being his slave. And then you remember it was the Lord Jesus who quoted the prophet Isaiah in a synagogue one day. When he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to proclaim liberty to those who are bound. On one occasion, Jesus said, if the son sets you free, then you are what? Free indeed, or you are really, truly free. Well, we celebrate here the 4th of July, even though this is the 3rd of July. We celebrate it. It's our midweek service. We're glad you could come. We thought we should have a huge party celebration, not only for this nation. And we do celebrate the birth of this nation. Do you know that we're 237 years old as a country? That's not very old, actually. That's pretty young as far as nations are concerned. But in 1776, we adopted the Declaration of Independence that says we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our founding fathers acknowledged that we were put here by a creator. And they made that part of the declaration. And one of the things we want to do tonight is give a shout out of thanks and gratitude to all of our men and women who are serving out in harm's way around the world, our troops who are defending the freedoms of this nation. Many are watching on the Internet because I get reports about that during the week. And so we want to say a wholehearted from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for standing in the gap for us and for defending our freedoms. So we're thankful for that. Now, I believe, um, yeah, thank you. Uh, I believe that freedom is one of the tragic consequences of being as free as we are in this nation is that our freedom goes unappreciated by so many people. I don't know if you remember a singer named Janis Joplin back in the late 60s, but really, you're clapping for her? She said... uh, She had an interesting song. She said, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And I thought, there's a person who doesn't understand true freedom. See, it seems that the more we have in this free culture, the more stuff we get, the more things we do, the more freedoms that we enjoy, it seems that we become more enslaved to doing certain things and having certain things. Um, Back in the day... People were all about the sexual revolution. You should be able to do what you want. And if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. Sexual freedom. But look at where it has got this nation. Sexually transmitted diseases. Pregnancy out of wedlock. The abortion rate out of control. Then there was the freedom to experiment. Take any drug you want. It's costing our nation $40 
billion dollars a year in just dealing with drug addiction in this country alone. So it seems that the more we have and the more we do, the more in bondage we become. As one person put it, the more you do as you please, the less you are pleased with what you do. You become in bondage to the very things that you wanted the freedom to enjoy. I've never met a prostitute who said, you know, I'm totally fulfilled in my life. I always wanted sexual freedom, and now I have it, and I'm just so happy. I've never met a drug addict who said, boy, am I glad I started taking drugs. I am so fulfilled. This is the life. Now, you can become in bondage to the very things you've longed to have the freedom to practice. So why do we hold a church service celebrating the 4th of July? You could see some of you would say, this isn't a Christian holiday. This is a national holiday. Well, because we believe, many of us, that our nation was originally founded on the idea that we have the freedom to worship God. And that the only pathway to freedom is the pathway that is outlined in the Bible. Now, I've, I've read to you one verse out of the book of Galatians. Stand fast in the liberty with which Christ has made you free. Did you know that that little verse, in that fact, this whole book, the book of Galatians, is considered the Magna Carta of the New Testament. The Magna Carta of the Protestant Reformation was the book of Galatians. I think it's, it's right up there with the book of Romans as far as the importance as a document that outlines who we are, what we have, what we're made for. Uh, Martin Luther, I have, a, I have a book in my library printed in 1749, before we were even a nation. Printed in 1749, where Martin Luther speaks about the book of Galatians. And he said, I am betrothed to this book. It has become my wife. He loved it so much because he came from a religious background that put him in bondage and told him to keep rules and regulations and his own works, his own efforts in order to get to heaven. And some of you are still trusting in your background, your religion. You were raised in a religious background. Maybe you went to church every week and you're thinking, well, because I've been religious and I've gone to church my whole life and my parents and my grandparents, they believed in God. I'm okay. I'm here to tell you, you're not okay. You are only okay in as much as you personally have placed your faith in Jesus Christ alone for your freedom and to take your sin away. And I tell you why that has to be said, because I was raised in a system. I was raised in the Roman Catholic Church that taught me if I'm baptized and I'm confirmed and I be a good practicing religious person, I'm going to get to heaven. And then I discovered that's not the truth. You're not saved by being baptized. You're not saved by being confirmed. You're not saved by going to church. Those are your works. Those are things you do to get God's favor. The great word of the gospel isn't do this and do that. The great word of the gospel is it's done. It was done for you on your behalf. Nothing you could ever do. That's why this book is the Magna Carta. That's why this little one verse is so important. Stand fast. Stay put. Don't go back to religion. 
Stand fast in the liberty with which Christ has made you free. Now, interesting thing about this little book of Galatians. It doesn't begin like a lot of Paul's letters. If you're familiar with the New Testament, you know that Paul, when he writes letters, he usually has a word of greetings, a word of greeting to the people, and he, he gives praise to God, and then he has a prayer for the people that he's writing to. That's how he typically writes. He doesn't do that in this book. It's like he introduces himself, has a brief word of greeting, and then he has his boxing gloves on. And he wants to box those false teachers that were saying, you be a good person, you work your way to heaven, you do good things in order for God to like you and for you to get saved. And Paul says, I got my boxing gloves on, I'm going to take you guys on. And he begins the letter by saying this, I marvel that you are so, so quickly turned away from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. There's a lot of people today that are following a different gospel. Oh, they will say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe in God. But it's not the gospel of the New Testament that says you put your faith in Jesus Christ alone. There's still people trying to be good enough to get God to love them. And that's the wrong gospel. That's a different gospel. The fact that Jesus died on a cross shows there's nothing you could ever do to get God to love you. But he showed his love by giving his son. And when you look at his son and you say, I receive what he's done for me on my behalf. And that's all I need to do. And then you let God change you from the inside out, not the outside in. That's where it's at. And that's what he means when he says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty in which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. You know what a yoke is? It doesn't mean that's what you ate for breakfast today with your egg. It's not that kind of a yoke. When Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, he wasn't like cracking an egg on somebody's head. A yoke was a device put on animals to control them. And the picture that Paul is painting is of an animal with a yoke that is so heavy that he's just bowed down to the ground and he can't stand up. And that's the yoke of religion which these Galatians had left and once stood in the liberty of Christ, just believing in him. But many of them had gone back into legalism. And Paul says, don't do that. Don't budge. Don't move. Keep your feet planted. Stay put. Legalism or salvation by works attempts to do the impossible. It tries to change the old you, the flesh. It tries to change the old human character and make it perfect. You can't do that. It's an impossible task. It's hard for some people to receive grace. I was at lunch this afternoon, kind of a late lunch, and when I went to pay the bill, uh, the maitre d' said, The bill's already been taken care of. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, there's a fellow in here that came up and said hi to you. He paid your check. And, you know, my first instinct was, no, he can't do that. I want to pay for my own lunch. I don't need a free lunch. There is no free lunch. 
And just, it was innately hard for me just to receive that free gift. So I said, well, at least I got to give you a tip. He goes, oh, no, the tip's included. He included the tip. What Jesus did at Calvary was pay your bill, pay your tab. And for you to try to add something to that is like looking up into heaven and saying, God, giving your son your best wasn't good enough for me. Watch, God, I'll show you that I can add something to what Jesus did by my works, by my religion. Well, that's the word. That's the word of Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast. Don't go back to legalism. Don't go back to religion. Jesus made you free. You're saved by grace and you are being changed, sanctified in the spirit by that same grace. Let God do in you and through you what you could never do on your own. If uh, if you have a coin or a dollar bill in your pocket, would you just take it out for a moment? Just take it out. Don't worry, I'm not going to take an offering here. Although there are so many of you, it's kind of tempting. No, I'm just kidding. If you take out a coin or a dollar bill, on my dollar bill, you know, it says in the front, it has George on the front. He's just sort of given that weird smile and it says United States of America. But on the back, right over the one, it says something very important. What does it say? In God, we trust. At one time, I think that was true of this country. I don't think that's true necessarily as a nation anymore, but I want to ask you a question. You're an American. A lot of people think, if I have enough of this stuff, I'll be free. If I have enough money, I'll have such financial freedom. I'll be able to do anything. I'll never be in bondage to anyone. Boy, you can be in such slavery by having so many of these that you become its servant. You become its slave. Question, what it says on this dollar bill, is it true of you? Do you personally tonight... Trust in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. Are you trusting in anyone or anything else? Are you trusting in your goodness? Are you trusting in your belief system? Are you trusting in your religion? Are you trusting in some act you've done or what your parents have done? Or would you say, like the hymn writer said, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. That's grace. That's undeserved, unmerited favor. Now, in just a moment, we're going to close this portion off with a prayer. We're going to get back to the celebration and just a little bit the fireworks. But I want you to think about that question. Are you trusting completely in the Lord Jesus Christ to get you to heaven? Are you certain, if you were to go home tonight, if you were not to make it home, if you were to die in a motorcycle or a car accident or a heart attack or some disease or, or a number of any unforeseen circumstances, are you absolutely sure that when you die, you'd be in God's presence, you'd be in heaven? Think about your life. Think about what you're trusting in. Think about how you've been living. Are you really a Christian? Are you born again? Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he will never see the kingdom of God. Have you had a new birth? 
Have you ever had a, a real point in time where you have made a decision to leave the old life and to follow Jesus Christ? Because if you haven't, tonight's your night. This is your time of freedom. This is going to be your freedom celebra- celebration. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that. I want you to bow your head with me. Father, as we are in this place with a beautiful evening that you've given us, with great music that we've listened to and more to come, with a display of fireworks that celebrates national freedom, it's so much more meaningful to us because of the spiritual freedom we have in Jesus Christ alone. We pray for those who might be next to us. I pray for those who have gathered here among this huge crowd who doesn't have a relationship with you or perhaps they've wandered away from you. They're not walking with you tonight. They've walked away from you. They've been dabbling in something for far too long and they don't have a sense of your presence. They're not sure if they're saved. Lord, you want to give them the assurance. And so, Father, I pray, we pray in this place that you would do a work of bringing them to you, bringing them home and into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. With your heads bowed, if you're gathered here tonight and you don't know Jesus personally, If you're at a place where you are willing to say, I want to make a a change in my life. I want to leave the darkness and I want to step into the light. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of living an unfulfilled life without meaning, without real purpose, just going through the motions. I, I would love to know that I'm here for a purpose and I would love to know God's plan and purpose for my life. And I'm ready to give my life to Him to enter into true freedom, to leave slavery and bondage and come into a relationship with Christ. Others of you would say, I remember what it's like. And I've been in the enemy's territory too long. I need to come back home to him. If that describes you, as we're praying, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can raise it for just a moment. Just raise it up and keep it up for a moment. We're going to acknowledge your hand and we're going to say a prayer for you. You raise it up. I see hands all around this amphitheater. In the back, in the middle, right up in the front. Raise it up high. God bless all of you. All the way to the sides. Over here to my right. And behind me. And on the sides. And I, If you're in the park, you raise your hand. There's pastors who are over there. You just raise your hand up with your family and you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm leaving the past. I want to live for the future and I want it to be His future. Father, we pray for the many people who have hands raised around this amphitheater and out in the park, probably 6,000 or more. We pray for those, Lord, whom You have touched and You have been for some time drawing to Yourself Give them the strength, Lord, to follow through with the grace that you're pouring out to draw them to Jesus so that when they leave tonight, they're going to leave different men and different women, different boys, different girls than the ones that came in. 
We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the band's going to sing a song. And I saw hands go up all around this place. We're going to give you the time as we sing this song for you to get up out of your seat, find the nearest set of steps, and stand right up here in the front. We're going to have some of our pastors and counselors who are making way right up here. You stand up here. I'm going to lead you in a prayer to receive Christ. If you were in the back, in the front, on the sides, you come and make it public. If you're off to my right, to the left, if you're over in the... uh, Park, we're going to wait for you to come over on this side as we sing this song. I'm going to lead you in a prayer to receive Christ as your Savior. You'll never regret that you've done this. Jesus is going to do for you what you could never do for yourself. You get up and come. This is your 4th of July. This is your Freedom Fest. Make room for Him. We're going to make time and we're going to make room. We have all night for you. there by the bookstore. There's a lot of people. And sometimes people come to services like this and they want to get way in the back. They do it on purpose. Some of you, God has been tapping at the door of your heart for a long time. And tonight he has one thing to say to you. Give it up. Throw in the towel. Quit fighting your creator. Jesus died to set you free. He wants you to leave the shackles and come into freedom. You get up and you come, and you come to pray to receive Christ. If you're over in the park, you make your way over here. We're going to pray in just a moment. 
Jesus so often called people publicly. I'm, I'm calling you publicly because I read in my Bible that Jesus often called people publicly to follow him. Anybody else? We're going to give you time. Awesome. God bless you guys. That's right. That's right. anybody else don't hide behind the hamburgers or behind the fritos or anything just come out come out of the shadows step into the light you feel a few drops of rain Isn't that beautiful so refreshing what a gift from God now those of you who have walked forward I am so glad you made this choice we're so glad you decided to step out of the shadows to follow Jesus and I see very young faces I see middle aged faces I see some older faces that would include my face as well by the way I see all sorts of different ages so grateful for every one of you now I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer out loud after me I want you to say these words from your heart to the Lord you ready? let's pray say Lord I give you my life I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on a cross and that He rose from the dead and that He did it for me. I turn from my sin. I leave my past behind. I turn to Jesus as my Savior. I want to live for Him as my Lord. Help me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, now, this is just the beginning. Every single one of you who has walked forward, we have something, a personal gift we want to give to each one of you that includes a New Testament and um, a few items that will help you walk with the Lord. And so we're going to lead you over here. Who's leading them? I need a hand over there. Is that Jesse? That's Jesse, okay. You see Jesse and these guys, Jesse and Mike and these guys over here raising their hands? Okay, follow this group right over here. These guys are going to keep their hands raised. Follow them. We're just going to take you to this foyer. You're going to be out of the sprinkles for just a minute. We're going to give that stuff to you. Please, this is a very important process. We want to make sure you understand what it is to follow Christ and how we can help you do that. So it'll just take a few minutes. I know there's a lot of you. We have a lot of help and a lot of friends to help take care of this. Just everyone go this way, right over here. Come on, give it up for these folks. This is awesome. 
What binds us together is devotion to worshiping our Heavenly Father, dedication to studying His Word, and determination to proclaim our eternal hope in Jesus Christ. For more teachings from Calvary Albuquerque and Skip Heitzig, visit calvaryabq.org.